Welcome, you're at OTR, Over the Rainbow, Achieving Mental Health for Real. This show is about real people battling real mental issues, and experts with tips to help in the battle. If you want to know more, please check out my trailer. Your host is Bob Adelman, and his notes about today's episode follows. Join Kimberly Bell and I as we talk about recovery from PTSD as a child. Kimberly was abandoned by her parents and was raised by her aunt and uncle after her parents just gave her up at five years old. She had an older sister who remained with her parents. It's hard for me to understand any reason why you would abandon a child at any age, but especially at such a young age. But listen to how she overcame her adversity and is living a great life. It makes my problems seem very small. And now Bob's interview with Kimberly Bell. Oh, Kimberly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, could you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, I am a fearfully created human being, and um, I am just living um, the best of my life at this time, and I'm enjoying the season of my life as a single parent of four adult children and um, one minor. She just turned six years old and I have uh, five grandchildren. I am one of the best case managers on the Eastern Shore. I love doing what I do. I've been in case management for over about 10, well, 10 to 15 years. And um, I just love um, helping people navigate resources and getting the best quality of life wherever they choose to stay, either in the community or a nursing facility or an assistant living facility. And um, I love to travel. I love uh, different uh, restaurants and um, exploring different foods. Wow. Um, seafood. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of that's a lot of different uh, interests. That's great. Yes, 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 that's yes. Terrific. So I I love life. Great. Uh, just to back up, um, from what I read, uh, you mm-hmm. had some troubles as it growing up. First of all, where where did you grow up? What area of the country? Um, the Eastern Shore. The South. Yes. Yes. Okay, so. What were the problems when you when you were growing up? Well, I was um, adopted through my kinship, through my paternal aunt. And um, from up to five to six years, I stayed with my biological mother and father. And um, I was never reunited with them. You know, I was dropped off and no one never reunited me with the family, either on my father's side because he had remarried or my mother and um, being separated from my uh, two year, she was two years older than a sister. It was a, it was really a challenge. I always wanted to be reunited back with my biological parents, but um, I was very blessed and uh, fortunate to be raised by older people, even though I went through challenges when I um, was raised with them, but um, they did, uh, raised me in a structured uh, AME Zion Christian home. So Okay. You left your parents when you were how old? Between five and six. Mm-hmm. And was there a good reason that they it, uh, couldn't take care of you anymore? No, I, re- I really never got a, a reason. Oh. Yeah. And so you had a sister that was at a different foster home. 
No. She, oh, she would. My, the, my sister was raised with my mother. She kept uh-huh. her. Okay. And, but your parents were separated? Yeah, after a while, yes. They divorced okay. and separated, and he remarried, and she remarried. Yes. Okay. Uh, did they ever take you back in when you got older? Or? No, sir. Okay. So you grew up uh, with one foster parent? And they were they were my adopted um, parents from kinship. They were she was my um, father's older sister. I see. So that okay. was my biological, you know, aunt. Gotcha. Uh, and so, what happened in your childhood that caused? I think you said you had some PTSD. Yes. Um, the abandonment and the rejection and knowing my parents up until I was, you know, five and even my sister and the confusion of love and justification and um, no one sat down and you know, talked to me about this change or this adjustment. And um, I just shut down. I just shut down where um, it affected my memory. Um, I couldn't remember I couldn't retain information. Um, I was this cute little brown-skinned girl, but um, I was just a mental mental mess. And I thought the more quiet I, I could be or the sweetest child without any type of asking for anything, then my hopes that someone would, my biological parents, somebody, they would come and get me, wow. <laughs> figure out what was wrong and come and get me. Did you think that was going to happen for a long time? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, for a while. And, you know, you grow up thinking that what was wrong with me, you know, and, you know, why did you, why did my sister stay? But And she's two years older than you? Two. My my sister's two years older than than I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there was no explanation. That's really very sad in a way. Um, I can't imagine that. so there was some type of abuse in that in your family. Well, I, family? I I seen I witnessed physical and mental abuse with my biological family when they were together okay. when I was small. I okay. I never seen um, the sensitive of you know love or holding hands or it was more of a chaotic. Um, atmosphere that they were um, always in. And then with my mother, especially towards me, was always a a detachment. I I never really felt the warmth and I longed for it, even as a child, you know, I longed for her to put her arms around Mm. me or, you know, you know, say kind things or sensitive things. And I don't remember any of those things. Do do you remember do you remember any time before you were given away that she showed affection? No. Well, no. Yeah. I remember my dad, though, coming in and out of the home because, you know, they were married. And he would play with me and my sister and he would, you know, pick me up, you know, like how fathers would and you know, um, tickle me. And, you know, I knew he loved me, but I never felt the love from my biological mother. Your biological father, did you have visits with him on a regular basis? Did your father come in? Get you and you know uh, uh, keep you for a while at all? No, no. He well, he he would. He I guess he was going through so much um, after he dropped me off that particular time that I um, I shared in my book. 
And he would say, um, he would come back and um, I would get my bags together and I would wait for him and he would never show. Mm. I've, I've had many of no shows and my mm. adopted father could see my heart just dropping and the mm. disappointment on my face. So I remember him giving him a, a stern talk and um, then the visits was even longer because he now that still was his sister and he was still connected with his sister. And I believe he would call and talk to her on the phone. But for months after that talk, I didn't see him again. And then when I did see him after months and years would go by, he was starting a new family. So he would come and talk about his new family expecting mm. another child and i'm in the background yeah and you're feeling so ejected. yeah confused <laughs> yeah confused thinking i know i know this man is my father yeah so <laughs> yeah. why did he take you so he visited <laughs> yeah. you at his sister's house at your house that's where the visits were what your at father my, at my at my adopted mother's house which is oh, his sister you, yeah. oh okay yeah. adopted mother right okay yeah. um so how long would he stay during a visit? Not long. I mean, he would be, you know, in and out. He would just come. He was a, a, a preacher, a pastor. He would mm-hmm. just be updating his sister as siblings would do um, on his life, on what's going on in his church and his family and his kids. And yeah. So he didn't really dedicate a lot of time to you when he visited. Mm. No, no. Now, mm. I, I did. I was able to go with him and his um, new wife a couple of times just to visit, but it wasn't a, a regular thing. No. And your mother never came to visit? No. Now, she never came and visit. I went to okay. her home periodically oh. to okay. just uh, re- reconnect with my siblings because after my adult, uh, um, my older sister, she had three more children oh from my father. And she still, I, there was no reason whatsoever then that you ever knew why they, they gave you up like that. No, she, she I, I, I don't know. That's uh, terrible. Um, so once you grew up into, you know, your teenage years and all that, uh, how long did you stay at your Adopted foster home. Until I until I left and as a teenager until, you know, I got married the first time. I stayed oh. with them, yeah. When were you married? Um, the first time I got married was under I I hadn't turned eighteen years old yet. And oh. um because this was a religious home, she said we don't shy, we get married. Right. And so um he was in the military and um she said that um, my adopted mother said she would rather for me to get married than to to live with someone. That's just not yeah, what God had you know called us to do. Yeah. Right. Right. So so you lived with him. Uh, did you have to travel? No. Was, no. no. He was okay. he was on he was in reserves, and it didn't last yeah. a, a good year. <laughs> oh, was, no. We wasn't ready. No. No. Okay. Do you remember any real abuse from your adopted parents at all? Um, no, not my adopted parents. Now, in my adopted parents' home, I went through um, child molestation with an uncle that came there. But in my oh. yeah, in my um, 
biological mother, she would she would do mean things. Like she would put her nails in my um in on my wrist or hold my hold my wrist real tight. I remember I had real thick hair and it wasn't coarse, but it was thick. And I remember her snatching and just deliberately, you know, yanking the comb through my hair, just as rough as she could be. And because I wanted this connection of love from her, I would, I it would be painful, but I would never say it. When I went to my first physical my physical appointment, my adopted parents told me that they, um, the doctor had seen signs of abuse and trauma, um, <sighs> but they wouldn't report her because of the fact that she was, she's part of the family too. That's, that's my, that's my aunt's sister-in-law. So they just were, was like, I, when I got older, we want you to know that your first physical appointment at the pediatrician that we had set up for you had seen, you know, had known that had recorded that you had been abused, but, um, and, and, and trauma, there were signs, scoliosis and everything, but you might not remember all those, um, actions, but we, we just wanted to get, keep you safe and, um, not, you know, and just raise you. Okay, yeah. so your uncle, could you talk about what, what he did, or you would rather not? Well, this is um, this is part of my adopted mother, um, which is my biological aunt, my biological dad's oldest sister. They, mm-hmm. from... I, I don't know, like, um, in their family dynamics had uh, a lot of siblings, but they also had um, siblings that wasn't blood, but because their mother and these other siblings' mother was so close that they took them on as raising them. So she would put them all in a bunch that this is your uncle. This is one of my sons that I raised. This is like your dad's brother. And um, anyway, he, they had known that this man had did time years ago in prison for molesting a baby. Um, And um, years passed, he's out and um, he got reconnected with my adopted mother again and um, I, I remember him coming back and forth, back and forth, and she saying, "You know, you need God. You know, you need to get saved. You want you want the invitation of going to church." And um, I'm going on twelve now, so I, I'm very alert about the conversations that's going on. Um, the as they say, adult conversation. But I'm I'm hearing and I'm putting two and two together. So I see him visiting church, coming there on a Sunday morning and visiting church with um, my parents and I um, regularly. So one Sunday, he he did, did indeed what they suggested him and went to the altar and got saved. So not too long after that, he moves in. Because he didn't have a place. And this is where the molestation started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were there several 
Oh yeah, it was it was regularly at night when they would go to bed, and he would say, "Him, you know, we our our birthdays in the same month," and they were like, they didn't know. Um, uh, he's crazy about Kim because their birthdays on the same month. I believe mine is the thirteenth, and his might be the twelfth or the fourteenth or whatever. He loves that girl and stuff like that. He's just like he says, "Well, me and Kim's gonna watch a movie tonight," or um, "I got a good show that I wanna um watch with Kim tonight," and uh, if she can stay up a little longer past her bedtime and that's when it would start that's when it would yeah but he it was it started as a bait as a grooming of how he loved me how much he loved me from the starting of mm-hmm. the kissing in the mouth you know to rubbing on me mm. in, in inappropriately yeah and how i was, how old was he i'm sorry now, how oh, old was he, he was good in probably his late 30s yeah oh jesus okay and and it, it was just a lot of petting. Yeah, yeah. But the grooming started you? as oh. like a, you want to make clear. It wasn't like um, forced as a wrong. It was it was it was right. it was drawn as the love, uh, the protect you know the protection and the love that he had yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's bad. Um, so you went to counseling. Uh, is that where you went first? Yes. To try to figure yes. Out what yes. Emotions. Yes. Were? I went to counseling. Um, I never told my uh, adopted dad about. He died. Um, I never. I got married a couple of times and never told my adopted dad about this um, molestation that happened in the home with this uncle. I did. I was able to tell my adopted mom. Um, after I started having nightmares and dreaming. And I don't know. I don't know if he had passed away by then or he hadn't passed away or he was sick because I know he did die of cancer. And I remember him um, um, asking for me. So I did get to see him just before he died. I was, I I seen him maybe a couple of times, you know, and um, I remember when, I remember having to, and I was grown. I was in my twenties, probably late twenties then. But um, I remember mm-hmm. the first time or the second time I came there, and he, you know the cancer was really you know getting bad. But he was alert and everything. He says, "There's my baby." Um, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. It something went straight through me, but I had to. Mm-hmm. I had to be there at that moment to forgive. You know, it's it's crazy as mm-hmm. it sounds, but I'm I'm very blessed that God gave me that opportunity to face him and hear that and deal with that. Um yeah. Right. Okay, so the counselor urged you to to do that, I did that, that on, on my own, own but I I I had I I had to go to counseling and talk about um, the release of this was this mm. was my first at you might as well say my first sexual uh, foundation right. that was not that was uh, mm. abnormal that was um, exploited but it was wrong. It was, it was wrong and yeah. it confused me. So yeah. now I'm, I'm married and you know, the breast, the, 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 the touching of the breast and all that, I would get into my season or I would get into my spells where I didn't want you to touch me there because that was a trigger. Hmm. Yeah. 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 
So your husband, uh, your first husband didn't really. No, not in my first one. It that was my second one that um, I went through with that. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, okay. I mean, did, did you settle down with a, a guy? Yeah, after I got that, married or? again. I've been married four times. <laughs> the well, second okay. one, I, yeah, the second four four marriages is in my book. Well, I, I I shared every last one of my marriages and what season of my life and what I was thinking. But no, I got married. Um, my second marriage was just before I turned twenty, and um, he was eleven years older than me. And I met this older man, and I I introduced him to my um adopted mother and father and my adopted mother she 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 tend to had more of the vo- voice in the house than anybody she would say to me or she would um insensitively say things he would say now little mom now little mom that's enough we're not going to raise her like that but when i say mm-hmm. about vocal she was more the vocal one he was he was very 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 laid back very a wise man but he didn't talk as much as she did but anyway when i came there um with him and to introduce um this older man to them uh she was you know um giving her suggestions or her guidance as far as me now being into a relationship with a man 11 years older than me now mind you i have two two small children at that time by my first so her her automatic was oh yeah and he doesn't have any kids you marry him because not too many men want to get married or be with someone that has two kids that's not his own Right. How old were your kids at that time? They were four and two. I, my first okay. one was at just before I turned 16. I'm getting to the second marriage with the older man. Yeah. Uh, that was a go-to with my right. with my adopted mom was not too many men will accept women with kids. That's not mm-hmm. his. So mm-hmm. her, you know, marry him. He's the one, you know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and mind you, my mentality at this time was not now. I, now I speak up for myself, but my mentality at the time was you, you know, you, you, you could pr- pretty much tell me or do whatever you want to me. Um, as long as I felt that this was going to be a it's settled or uh, the best that I could do, um, I really felt like I didn't have a voice or a say. Mm. Well, you were in your 20s by then, right? Yeah, that was uh, uh, before I turned 20. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was before you turned 20, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you had the two children, and uh, he accepted. I might have been 20. I don't want to be Okay, it's fine. Might have been 20. Yeah. Uh, so you had the two children, and he, he accepted the, the children? Yes, <laughs> and we stayed together almost nine years. I, I had my last two by him. Um, besides the, 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 my, my minor one, the six year old, but then me and him had two, we had, um, a girl and a boy, but I remember the day that I even got married. I, I, she, she, she made sure she didn't even invite any of my biological family or my siblings and we all staying in the home, staying in the same hometown. But I remember sitting at her vanity the day that I was getting ready to get married to him. And I said, I said, little mom, that's what we called her. I said, I I don't know if I really want to get married. And she said, Oh no. She said, Oh no, don't you say that. I thought, 
all these plans that I have made <laughs> and your dad is going to um your dad is going to give you away now he's my dad which is her brother mm-hmm. he's going to give you mm-hmm. um uh, no I'm sorry, not give me away. He's going to uh, fully officiate the wedding. Right. He's going to um, marry you, but your my adopted dad gave me away. She said, well, I got everything lined up. She said, you'll be okay. What's what's the problem? And I said, I, I don't know. I said, I just got this feeling. I said, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I don't know if I really want to get married to him, if I love him. And she said, you'll learn to love him. Uh-huh. You'll learn to love him. He loves you. He's accepted you with these two kids. You will learn to love them. Yeah. That's 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 how I walked down the aisle. <laughs> I, I found it in, in a strange way that people that do get abused by an older man tend to go uh-huh. tend to go back to an older man. So that might be something that was going on with you. You felt maybe safer. Uh, yeah, going to yeah. an older man because you were yeah. used to that. Yeah. yeah. I was abused, yeah. yeah, and I did, and I and and I re- even remember talking to him and feeling safe when we were dating mm-hmm. for that short time. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thing is, I I instantly felt in my spirit though, if I just had that support, um, I didn't really want to get married. Yeah, you shouldn't probably yeah. shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. Did, you, did the counselor advise you in either way? Whether you should get married or no, not? no. The, I started. I started going to this counselor after the second marriage, oh, okay. and um, okay. you know, even with having um, a therapist, when I was writing my memoir, because I had to relive all these events, and um, she, each one of them, made clear had gave me the guidance to look at my foundation and why my my train of thinking has it been and. And how I had to retrain my mind of uh, first building my self-worth and um, being able to 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 live how Kim wants and what right. Kim wants, right. you know. So um, what, what's the name of your book? Oh, it's uh, The Epitome of Kimmy. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. And that goes through your childhood and adulthood it's yes sir i i take you through the be- the beginning all the way to where i'm currently at now mm-hmm. how old are you if i can ask i'm 48 oh, okay. i just turned 48 and are you married no um, no okay Mm-mm. no right. no significant others at this point no i'm enjoying um i'm enjoying the new year come in and pop in you know dating you know, dating one yeah, person yeah. and, and taking great. my time and, and mm-hmm. living the best of life. You know, he's mm-hmm. a little older than me, but I am, um, uh, he's 56, but, um, I, 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 I've already said, you know, I, I don't mind, but I really want to take my time and us enjoy each other and date and, right. you know, dress up and go out to dinner. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I go home, you go home and we talk on the phone like teenagers. <laughs> yeah. How, how yeah. young is your youngest then? My youngest is six. She oh, just turned boy. six. Yeah. Okay. And my oldest one is 32. Wow. Yeah. I have three kids. They're all in their 30s. But <laughs> yeah. So you're getting ready for Christmas. Huh? Yes. Yes. That's I'm going to finish up today, but I am. I am. Um, I'm ready. Uh, like I said, but I, I really am uh, 
one of the best advocates to know that um, if it wasn't for building a, uh, a positive support system and having that um, those therapy therapist sessions and they they help and and being able to share my story and inspire and inspire and it brings even more healing to um, to me to um, be able to run this race um, and um, endure but also learn from the lessons and the things of the past don't be defined by it but mm-hmm. um live the you know be able to enjoy the enjoy these moments and i and on my book it says accept and embrace it all and um i just am just so blessed and honored that i was able to accept my past know that those things did happen and right. some of those happened I had to accept that was beyond my control. It was not my fault. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was one of the healing process there is because, because I, I felt so guilty that there was something about me or there's something that I did. Yeah, I can understand that since, you know, there's so many rejections in your life. Um, you had said that you had PTSD. Uh, were you diagnosed with that? No, I was actually diagnosed for mild retardation. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I was diagnosed for my six years of um, resource and the elementary school years was um, mild retardation because the tests back in the 70s, they they didn't have the testing tools that was accurate enough to um, diagnose me a PTSD. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they could mistake that. You seem very, very normal to me and... (laughs) I'm not sure what they were thinking. Um, well, I, well, I remember I said that I couldn't retain information. Like I worked on a book year after year after year, which was Izzy. Like you would, you would get me to. Uh, I'll give you an example. You might in, in second grade would get me to twenty, and then the next day, I couldn't remember. I couldn't go past fifteen. Yeah, I wonder if you had maybe some kind of ADHD or a learning disability yeah. of some type. Yeah, but definitely not mild retardation. (laughs) Definitely wasn't that. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about your book, what it's about, and um, it takes you through all all the uh, things that we've discussed uh, pretty much now. Yeah, so the book, I don't want to give too much of it, but like I said, the book is... From my beginning to where I'm at now, and um, I held nothing back. I was very transparent. I put in all the birth of my children so that the readers can see where I was in the seasons of life. Um, And uh, the epitome of Kimmy came from my adopted dad called me that. He would say, Kimmy. You know, stop hiding your smile. The world needs your smile. You know, so that's where I got the Kimmy from. Kimmy mm-hmm. is just uh, one of the, the best names that I could ever. That, yeah, that is the best names that I could ever hear because it, it was founded by my adopted dad. Um, and um, the epitome come from during those chapters, I found the essence. And I remember a song going playing i love music i've always been oh, you know too. around music i love all types of music country country jazz r&b christian um 
Yes, I love music. And it's soothing to my soul, I tell you. So um, it was a song playing and it was a, a lady and she said something through her lyrics about the epitome. And it went off like a light bulb. Now, mind you, I'm, I'm finishing up this memoir and I go on my computer and I type in epitome and to define it. And I said, you know what? I said, this is it. The epitome of Kimmy. And I remember mm-hmm. that. At that time, sharing it with my ex now, I said, what do you think about that? And I was like, he was like, yeah, that's really good. That's really nice. And I said, I had to look up the definition. And as I was going through the chapters, I said, yeah, this is right on it. Because um, the the essence of me have all, some of it has been there. And then some of it was built and created mm-hmm. uh, to where I am now. So um, do you feel... In a good place right now. Yes, yes. That's great. Um, it's been um, it's been a challenge, even with the courageous move of doing my memoir, because I'm still living in my hometown and I still don't have that relationship with my um biological mother, hmm. and she doesn't have that relationship with you know my children, which is her first set of grandchildren. And but your father's I've, gone. Uh, Hmm? Your father passed? Or? Yes, my biological hmm. father passed, but he did. We did have a talk before he passed away. Yeah. So, yeah, we um, he matter of fact, he called for all of all of his children. I know I can personally say that we had a we had a talk and he um, he did apologize. You know, he apologized before hmm. he um, passed away. Now, my That's adopted good. dad, when he passed away in 97, that was about six or seven weeks after my son was born. Now, out of my adult children, it's the three girls and then it's my son. And then in my last marriage, I had my, you know, now she's six years old. But like I said, in the book, you you can read about all of my marriages and you can yes. see how all the now total of five children came about but i had a c-section with that last one and i i was saying that god allowed me to see the both of uh best of both worlds because all four of them was you know natural i mean that, it, it, the book sounds very inspirational uh Yes, you have to check it out. And, and I encourage all anybody that's listening, get it for a gift, you know. Is and it, on you, Amazon? it is on Amazon okay. and it's on Goodreads. Get it for a gift to anybody. Right. If you can't afford it, you know, in, in my website, I will even send you a book. I'm just telling the listener because it's my heart and soul. I know it will help. I know it will help. That's terrific. I mean, um <laughs> A lot of people need a lot of help these days, especially. Right. And, you know, that's what this, try, this show tries to do is show how people can recover from even the harshest conditions. And you certainly had it bad uh, being somewhat rejected by your natural parents. I can't imagine that. Um, but you, you're very courageous. I admire that. Thank you. That you're able to uh, pretty much recover from your PTSD and other problems and and go on and, and be an inspiration to other people. That's that's terrific. It's just what this show is, is about. And I'm glad that we got together and we, we met and talked about it. I is there too. anything else that you uh, that we didn't touch upon that you wanted to say to the listeners? Um, no, I just, um, you know, um, am very blessed and, um, I 
thank you for um, having a platform for me to even, you know, be on to be able mm-hmm. to share and, you know, let people know that, you know, um, there's a choice. And I choose, you know, every day to um, get the quality of life that is deserving for me, you know, and Good. not to give in and not to give um, give up. Um, do challenges still come? Yeah, they do. Um, but um we're we're created with a resilience and we mm-hmm. have to know that our you know know our coping tools what's positive and what works for us and what i can say is um i have learned this year to invest in myself i can you know i want to share that invest in yourself you're so worth it you're so worth yeah. it if you can't invest in anything else you can invest in yourself mm-hmm. yeah that's terrific um <laughs> Are are you working other than uh, being an author? I mean, I know that. Yes, lot. yes. Like I said, I'm I'm a case manager for the oh, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love what I do. This is what happens. I forget to be getting an interview, but uh-huh. no, no, no. That's okay. Yeah, but I uh, um I um I love what I do, and um uh, I um I'm blessed that you know through through my career I have been a DUI counselor. Um, I have been a DUI counselor. And, so you work and my, for the state? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, but I um, I have um, been blessed to to work with so many different family and family dynamics and and diverse. You know, mm-hmm. I was just talking to one of my um, co- uh, my colleagues about two Russian families that I have, and I just admire their culture and just being able to meet people, you know, so and helping them to um, assist their loved one to get the best quality of life and the resources that th- that our state can give them. You know, so right. it's just been a blessing. I'm just That's very yeah, satisfying yeah. to have a job that you enjoy like that. Um, That's terrific. Yes, yes, yes. And I've I've always prayed, you know, that God would um, allow me to, we talk about the challenges and you said, you said a word that a couple of people would say um, about my book that I asked for feedback and I said, you know, I never knew, you know, in the beginning, it's really sad. You know, even though those things are true, like I've always prayed to never be bitter, but better. I always wanted my heart from my beautiful for the, for the beauty from the inside to radiate out before you could even see me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The world <laughs> needs more people like yourself. Um, I, I'm so you. glad that you came on and uh, we're going to have a great show out of it. I appreciate you taking time, especially yes. it's almost Christmas. Uh, it'll probably take about a month before this okay. comes out. So it'll be January. But I, I, I will keep it. you informed about that. I just want to say goodbye. You and too. Have a great day. And it was great talking Thank to you. Thank you. Thank you. You have a great day as well. That's Kimberly Bell with an amazing story. Uh, she was abandoned at five and a half and raised by her aunt and uncle in a Christian um, environment. And from talking to her for a brief time, she seemed to be very content and happy. I'm always glad to see that. And I'm glad to bring it to you to give you some hope, especially if you're down, that you can recover and you can feel better with PTSD.
and if they have um, the treatment called EMDR, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, its full name, but I know that's worked for army vets and others. Uh, so check it out. Maybe there's someone in the area that can assist with EMDR. Of course, I'm not recommending it. I'm just it's the only one I know as far as counseling that I've heard was effective. Uh, it might take medicine to help you. You might have other ways, meditation. But I'm just throwing that out there. It's called EMDR. It has to do with uh, rapid eye movement. And I think... Um, they kind of like put you in a state where I think you'll relive the the problem um, and try to resolve it with the counselor. Okay, that's today's show. Don't forget to check out Kimberly's book called The Epitome of Kimmy. And it's available on Amazon Books. I have the link in the description. You can find my links also in the description. Check out my new website and all my other media sites. And I'll see you guys next time. Take care.